0: Now it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the US.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask Dr. Love. My pleasure to be with you again this week. So is your date a soulmate? Well, today you're going to find out if the person you have your eye on is just a date or your soulmate. And if your relationship is a committed relationship and or you're married, today's show is also going to give you a clearer understanding as to whether the person you're with is right for you or not. To make sure you don't fall in with someone who is wrong for you, I'm going to introduce you to one of my guides called the Create-A-Mate Guide. And the Create-A-Mate helps you clearly define your ideal partner. And then a little bit after, I'm going to talk to you about how about how you can quickly cut to the chase using another guide that I offer, critical questions to ask before you get too close. And this critical questions guide helps you ensure that the person you have your eye on matches your ideal partner as closely as possible. So stick with me to find out if he is just a date or your soulmate. I'm also going to answer... Some questions that you submitted to me. The first one is entitled, Is My Husband Cheating? And in this question, I'm helping a woman who suspects her husband is arranging to meet and cheat with a woman that he's been texting with on social media. The next question I'm going to answer is getting counseling. And here I'm helping a woman who's miserable with her boyfriend of five years, who has many women friends but forbids her from having any male friends of her own. So stay tuned as I help her understand the reason why she has placed herself in a relationship with a partner who she allows to rule her and how she can break free of this emotional bondage. The next question is my partner's behavior. And here I'm helping a woman decipher why her boyfriend yells in his sleep, shouting, get off me, you bitch, I'm over this. And each time she tries to snuggle with him, this is what he shouts. She's deeply afraid that he harbors anger at his ex-girlfriends and worries that he's going to dump her. So stay with me as I help her decipher the meaning of his behavior and what she can do to actually help him resolve his pent-up anger and grow closer to her. The next question is, I want him back. And here I'm helping a 53-year-old divorced woman understand why the love of her life, her boyfriend of two years, with whom she had a wonderful relationship, just up and left her without warning. So stay with me as I help her dissect the corpse of her relationship to understand what went wrong and more importantly, how she can protect herself from falling into a future relationship with another guy like this, using my critical questions to ask before you get close guy. All right. So now let's jump into the topic. Is he or she a date or your soulmate? Do you often wonder, have I met Mr. or Ms. Wright? And the real question is how can you know for sure without turning your heart into an emotional guinea pig? Well, have no fear, Dr. Love is here. And today I'm gonna share my proven tools for defining your ideal partner and then finding out whether the person you have your eye on is close enough to your ideal. So, you know, when you're first getting to know someone it's easy for you to become self-conscious and get too caught up in worrying if you're attractive to the other person. And when you're too focused on yourself, your eyes aren't aimed forward and outward onto the other person. This means your lenses aren't focused where they need to be, which is on sizing up the other person with a cool, objective, and discerning eye. And to complicate matters, once chemistry kicks into, that is, sexual chemistry kicks into high gear, your brain goes out to lunch altogether. And at this point, your gray matter is officially switched off. When sex enters the scene, we become deaf, dumb, and blind, and our eyes only see the best in the other person and ignore warning signs that we may not be right for each other. When your brain is flooded with the chemical cocktail that accompanies sexual attraction, your brain actually runs a number on your logic and even seduces you into thinking that superficial compatibilities like similar taste in music or movies make you right for each other when we all know that these are not the things that matter for creating a truly compatible, harmonious, and lasting relationship. And when sexual chemistry is pumping, we tend to ignore the red flags that are flapping in our faces. You may even tell yourself stories that whatever you sense isn't right doesn't exist or will get better. Oh, he's going to change. She will change. It's dangerous to let your below-the-belt parts rule your brain and fool yourself into thinking that whatever problem is lurking in the shadows isn't that bad. Telling yourself tall tales that it's going to get better and conning yourself into believing that superficial compatibilities make you truly right for each other is the formula for disaster. Besides what's going on on your own side of the fence, we have to consider how your prospective partner also more or less consciously conspires to blind you to the truth about him or her. So let's face facts. Your prospective partner is also worried about how you see him or her. So your potential partner is busy putting all putting up all kinds of masks and fronts to be appealing to you. By putting his or her best face forward, you're not seeing the real person behind the mask. It reminds me of Chris Rock's saying when you're dating someone, when you go out on a first date, you're not meeting that person. You're meeting his representative. That's how he said it. And in many cases, you only later discover the unfortunate truth of who the person really is and that he or she is not right for you. So maybe you're wondering by this point, how the heck can I cut through all the superficial pleasantries and masks and get down to what really matters, which is figuring out who this person really is? And how can you properly assess a potential partner without being too intense, right? Sounding like a job recruiter or a parole officer and scaring that person away. So the answer to this question is two guides that I've developed. These are all uh, part of the Dr. Love's Relationship Toolkit. And the first guide I'm going to talk about today is the Create-A-Mate, which enables you to flesh out on paper all the qualities you are looking for in a potential life partner, from appearance to traits, values, interests. The Create-A-Mate leaves no stone unturned. And the creative mate was inspired, interestingly, by my experience in creating a board game called Love Quest. This was uh, 1990, and I took the game Love Quest to the International Toy Fair, and it was uh, voted the best new game at the International Toy Fair. It's a parlor game where you role play dating imaginary men, and in the process, you discover who your ideal partner is. And one woman who was in one of my test groups told me she had given up on finding an ideal partner. No relationship worked for her. But as a result of playing the game, she discovered the kind of guy who was right for her. And I said, so now write all these traits down and post this ideal man on your refrigerator and your bathroom mirror and look at it every day. And about a month later, she wrote to me and said, you're not going to believe it. This very man came into my life and we're going to get married. So I don't know whether the writing down of all the wonderful traits was like an affirmation that actually drew her ideal partner to her or whether the writing down of the traits made her more clear. On who's right for her so that when that person passed into her field she said oh I know you you're the kind of guy I I already idealized and drew you know drew up in my mind either way it works so the experience of the love quest test groups led me to do the create a mate creation and the guide for create a mate um helps you to literally target in on who's right for you and draw that person to you, not miss that person. If you actually meet him, you'll recognize him or her for who he is. But then you wanna use my critical questions to ask before you get too close guide to see how well the living and breathing prospect matches your ideal. And now look, I don't want you to serve up the uh, test, the critical questions to your intended between dinner and dessert. Uh, But keeping these questions in the back of your mind while you get to know someone and then gently and gradually work the questions into your discussions is the ticket. And as with the questions I ask you in create me what matters most when you're evaluating potential partners is that you ask the right questions of your potential partner. And most people who think they know all they need to know about another person are really surprised by what they hear when they ask the right questions. And remember, you can't have a good relationship with someone who isn't right for you. So before you invest yourself, it makes sense to verify that the person you're dating is truly the partner of your dreams. So you wanna look before you leap off the ledge of love, get clear on the right kind of person for you, then ask the right questions before your heart is a goner. And this is the way to empower yourself to steer clear of people who may be right for someone else, but dead wrong for you. So I want you to protect yourself from unnecessary heartache and ill health that comes from falling for and even marrying the wrong person. So I encourage you to use the creative mate to get clear on the kind of person who is right for you and the critical questions to ask before you get too close to evaluate a prospective partner with your eyes wide open. And using this plan is the way to make the right choice of partner to start with and save yourself a lifetime of pain and disappointment. Because as I said, you can use these guides to help you get a clear idea on who's right and how to steer from somebody, away from someone who's wrong. But also, you can use these guides to help you assess an ongoing relationship or marriage and get yourself some more information. Because if you are truly, truly incompatible and you're arguing all the time, it may make more sense to separate than try to negotiate and resolve irreconcilable incompatibilities. All right. So, Let me just give you a quick overview. Um, The relationship toolkit and the creative mate is what we're going to do now. And the creative mate is going to really spare you all kinds of heartache, right? And it's going to help you recognize, as I said. Now, there's something very, very interesting. A lot of people get caught up on the outer trappings like uh, physical appearance, success, money, fancy cars. And, you know, when you have eyes, you know the kind of person that turns you on, but physical attraction is really only skin deep and it is not sufficient for lasting love. No way, Jose. So despite the conscious rationalizations that most people come up with to explain their choices in mate, the reality is that mate choice is primarily driven by the unconscious part of the psyche. And it's said that 98% of the choices we make the jobs we choose, the partners we select are driven by the unconscious part of the psyche. And unfortunately, in the realm of mate selection, the unconscious mind is notorious for steering us wrong, especially if we are still, sta- still saddled with old scars from childhood. So the old scars from childhood drive us to choose partners who emotionally resemble the parent who let us down or harmed us. And this repetition is designed so that we can replay the worst and most traumatic aspects of our childhood in an effort to achieve what I call our happy ending, that is the resolution of our old scar. But unfortunately, because we choose partners who are limited and damaged in the exact same ways that our parents were, We never succeed in obtaining that happy ending. Instead, we just keep banging our heads on the proverbial wall, fighting the same old fight, draining our life force and getting nowhere and actually shortening our lifespans in the process. But the urge to heal is so great. We often feel compelled to stay with wrong partners and desperately try to change ourselves thinking if I only try harder and I'm a better person or a better partner, I'll succeed in fixing my partner and our relationship and then I'll finally earn my happy ending. And even when the happy ending isn't on the horizon, old scars are going to drive you to stay in a bad relationship because giving up on your partner in your relationship feels like giving up the hope of ever healing your old scar. In the event that you do manage to break free and break up, the sad fact is that most people fall into the same type of uh, dysfunctional relationships with the same type of wrong partner again and again, and this keeps on happening until we heal our old scars. So to truly break free, you need to identify and heal your old scars. And when your healing is finished, you will no longer be drawn to damaged good partners and dead-end relationships, or you'll no longer want to stay in a relationship that's just a repetition of your old scars. My first Hay House book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye, presents my step-by-step plan for identifying and healing your old scars. And last but not least, the Makeup Don't Break Up book shows you how to nurture yourself and raise your self-esteem. You can learn about these books at AskDrLove.com. Once you've healed your old scars and you've raised what I call your personal net worth, where you feel like I deserve better and more, I don't deserve to keep pounding my head on a rock, you're gonna magnetize the right partner to you and form a healthy relationship that lasts a lifetime and beyond. But you need to take one more step since you're no longer gonna give the time of day to the wrong kind of partners. You need to start from scratch and define your new ideal partner, your Mr. or Ms. Right. And that's where the Creative Mate Guide is going to help you define your perfect partner. Taking into account all the factors that are linked to compatibility, homogamy, which is similarity in all the areas that matter most. Don't be fooled. People say opposites attract. Yes, but if you're too different, you're not compatible and you're arguing over everything big and small. And the creative mate will also help you look beyond homogamy to your communication styles, your couple identity, so many things. So in the creative mate, you're gonna get a series of questions and I'm gonna guide you in the creative mate to define every aspect of your perfect mate, from looks to level of education, type of work, tastes, religious, spiritual and financial values, interests and tastes, I leave no stone unturned. And when you clearly define who is right for you, something magical will occur. You are going to effortlessly attract your ideal mate. I've seen it again and again. The clarity of your vision is an affirmation that draws the right partner to you. And this same clarity helps you to recognize Mr. and Ms. Right when he or she comes along, so you don't risk having him or her pass you by. And then to make double-double sure that you have found your ideal partner, we focus on the critical questions to ask before you get too close. And that's what we're gonna talk a bit more about next, how to use this guide to check out your potential partner and see how closely he or she matches the ideal partner you have created in your creative mate. So the first thing is we wanna look for homogamy and these critical questions are gonna help you assess your level of homogamy. Your goal is to discover how much you have in common with your potential partner. What are you looking for are similarities in financial, sexual, religious, familial, and political values, expectations, tastes, and preferences. And you're going to be looking for similar interests and hobbies, personality traits, emotional communication styles, intimacy needs, problem-solving methods, and so much more. So I really urge you, download Dr. Love's Relationship Toolkit, print out, and reread the critical critical questions, and keep rereading them until you are familiar, very familiar with the questions. Now, I'm going to give you an overview of the questions that are contained in the critical questions guide, and you're going to use these to interview your intended partner, but you're not going to grill your intended, because he or she isn't a steak, but I want you to gradually answer get your your intended to answer all these vital questions. And you want to just be very smooth and easy about it. So the first thing you're going to want to look at is your common interests, hobbies, and preferred leisure activities. So you're going to want to ask how your intended likes to spend his or her free time. You're going to ask questions to find out if his or her hobbies are similar to yours. And you're going to find out if you both enjoy the same leisure pursuits. Now you can see how you can ask these questions in a very non-threatening, natural way, because you're trying to get the other person to talk about him or herself, and people do like to talk about themselves. You're also going to want to find out about your finances. You want to find out if your financial values are similar. You also want to have the sense that you're going to be able to, to discuss and agree on financial decisions. So you're going to find out if you share similar money values, how much money should be saved for retirement versus spent. Find out if you both agree or feel confident that you can agree on how you both are going to handle the assets and debts in a relationship. You're going to want to find out if you're both similar in the way you like to plan for future financial security, insurance, savings, investments, wills, and so on. You're going to want to see if you agree on the use that you should, you will make or should make in of in credit cards, in your financial management. That can be a big deal. If one believes on in putting everything on credit and building up a lot of debt and the other doesn't, big time, big time lack of homogamy. Find out if you're both similar in terms of the importance you give to social status, money and possessions in your lives. These are deal breakers for people. And when you're first falling in love, if you don't have your eyes wide open and you ignore these questions, you get into the deep end And you are sunk. You want to also see if the economic lifestyles of your families are fairly similar. This might seem like nothing to you, but it's a big deal because disparity in your backgrounds are real problem makers. OK, you're going to want to also ask questions about career and work. You're looking for a similar similar level of career ambition and drive. So you want to find out if your intended puts work ahead of relationships. Imagine if your other, pers- your other in- partner it wants to work all the time and thinks that work comes ahead of relationships and you don't think that way, you're going to be fighting all the time ask subtle questions to see if your intended would be willing to allow work to interfere with your relationship and if you intend to have kids find out if you both agree on whether a wife should work outside the house or not after having children a lot of couples don't even ask these questions and then they're blindsided when they wake up with a baby in their arms and find out oh we never talked about this Right, And on a similar note, children and child rearing. You're looking for similar expectations regarding whether or not you are going to have children. And if children will be in the picture, you want to have a similar idea about your values regarding how children should be reared. So you want to find out if only one of you wants kids. Because not wanting to have a child is a position that is not likely to change, and finding this out early in the game is vital. Because if you both agree that you don't want children, you may skip, you know, skip any further discussions. Uh, but if one of you wants a kid, uh, you want to find out if you both want kids right away, and if the other doesn't want kids right away, and if this is not covered, um, more. If if it's uncovered that one wants now, but one wants to wait a while, then you need to ask more questions to find out how long the other person who isn't ready wants to wait. And if this works for the one who's ready to start a family, I've gotten thousands of questions just like this one. He or she said she wanted it, but now she's not ready. Find out before you jump in. If you both want kids, find out if you both agree that kids should not become more important than your primary relationship as a couple. See if you both are in agreement on how you want to combine careers and child rearing and ask questions aimed at finding out if both of you agree on how to divide the responsibilities of child care and child rearing. And find out also if you agree on how to rear your kids. Do you both agree that rewarding good behavior with positive reinforcement and praise and ignoring bad behavior is the correct way to raise the child? And uh, that is the ideal way and find out if the intended partner's position, where does it he or she stand on yelling, grounding, punishments, physical beatings, because all these issues need to be clarified. You want to find out if one or both of your families would interfere with the way you intend to rear your kids. And also see if you agree on how you're going to handle church customs and traditions and sacramental preparations with your children. What if one wants to raise the kids in a faith and the other uh, doesn't? I mean, these are, this is divorce bait. So you need to know all of this before you jump in with both feet. Okay, let's take a break and then we'll come back to more critical questions you need to ask. Back in a moment.
0: Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group, as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDoctorlove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDoctorlove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for less than a dollar a day. For real. With no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. For less than a dollar a day with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the home security hotline right now. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorff. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love. And reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, Visit drjamieturndorfcom slash grief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorfcom slash grief to find out more. And now back to Dr. Turndorf. Hello
1: again, and welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. We're talking about the critical questions that you need to ask before you let yourself get close to someone. And the next kinds of questions you wanna ask are about family issues. You wanna know whether your families are gonna mesh well on many different levels. So you wanna ask about your intended partner's family, their habits, values, and beliefs. Try to meet your intended family as soon as possible and see if you like each other. This is a big deal. And you also want to discuss your family with your intended partner and talk about their habits, values, and beliefs. Try to have your intended meet your family as soon as possible and see if your family accepts him or her and if he or she likes them. Also, you want to find out if either of your families will try to interfere with your relationship. I've had thousands and thousands of questions about this, like, oh, my... uh, My husband wants to spend every weekend with his family and not alone with me. Uh, It's a disaster. So you want to find out all those things, right? Um, You want to ask questions to determine if your intended intends to put family ahead of your relationship and learn whether the amount of time your intended intends to spend with your family and his family is acceptable to you. Uh, And ask your intended if the amount of time you intend to spend with your family is acceptable. See how important all these questions are, things that we don't even think about when you have stars in your eyes and the sexual hormones pumping and taking your brain out to lunch. Next thing you want to look at is friends. You want to see eye to eye on the role that friends will play in your relationship. So do you both plan to have mutual friends that you both enjoy together? Uh, Are you both in agreement on whether you will maintain your own friendships outside the relationship? Do you both agree on how much time you're going to spend being with your own friends? Do you agree on how much time you want to spend alone as a couple and how much time you want to spend socializing with other couples? And You want to find out how much time your intended likes to spend each week with his or her friends. And if you're a female questioning a male, find out how much time he spends watching and participating in sports. So in other words, find out before it's too late if you're going to be a sports widow. All right. Now, the next critical questions that you want to tackle are about religion. Okay. You're looking for similar religious and spiritual values. Do you share similar religious or spiritual beliefs? Do you both agree on how much religion is going to be a part of your lives? Does one or both of you worship more often than the other? And could this be a problem? Do you agree on the way you're going to worship together? And is either of you concerned that your different views on religion could cause problems? Then we want to ask questions about household chores. Because again, you're looking for similar values in terms of how to divide the responsibilities of running a house. Can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of people I've spoken with over the years who didn't know about this. So you want to find out if you both agree on how chores and household tasks will be divided if you were to live together or marry. Find out if your intended has traditional or liberal values regarding housework. If you're a woman and you intend to work full time, find out if your partner still expects you to do all the housework. All right, now we also want to look at birth control. You wanna agree on the type of birth control you will or won't use. So you wanna find out if you're in agreement on the type of birth control. You wanna find out also about STDs. You want to be of the same mind when it comes to dealing with STDs. Are you both in agreement about the need to use condoms until you both get tested for HIV and other STDs? Do you both agree that you're gonna use condoms until your test results come back clean? right i mean other things that people get into a mess about are are we going to be exclusive with each other you know one person thinks that it's in, it's implied that you're exclusive and the other doesn't think that so these are all things that need to be discussed before you jump in and get deeply hurt you also want to look at past history you want to find out if your intended partner's past could affect your relationship you want to find out about it. His or her relationship with mom and dad, were they close? Did they fight a lot? Are they estranged? I know this sounds nuts, but I have found a 100% correlation with when men hated their mothers, they end up hating their girlfriends and wives. But when they adored their moms, they end up being devoted to their girlfriends and wives. Check it out. You'll see I'm right about this. Find out also if his or her parents had a good relationship. And if they didn't, and ask what went wrong to get a sense of whether your intended is going to repeat his or her parents' patterns. And also you want to find out if your intended's past emotional involvements could negatively affect your relationship. And you want to make sure also that your intended partner isn't still emotionally attached to someone else or still haunted by a past relationship. Now, we also want to ask critical questions about personality traits. And these, you're going to be observing. You want to find out all you can about your intended partner's personality traits. So, um, the next questions I'm going to give you will help you do just that. So, you want to ask yourself if you like your intended's habits and behaviors. You want to question whether you have felt frightened by your intended. You want to ask if you have ever wished that Your intended would change. Remember, you're buying your partner as an as-is item, and what you see is what you get. It's hard enough to change ourselves, let alone others. You want to ask yourself if you feel comfortable around him or her, and find out if you're both similar in your desire to continue growing and learning. Find out if jealousy has created problems for him or her in past relationships. Ask yourself if you feel worried that he or she isn't being honest and see if he or she has difficulty compromising because you got to be if he or she does, you're going to be at war most of the time. Find out also if he or she is willing to admit when a mistake is made. And a good way to find out is to watch how your intended reacts after having made a mistake. Find out if he or she is stubborn and inflexible because God help you if he or she is. If you feel like yielding all the time, then he's perfect for you. But otherwise, run for the hills because this person is going to make you miserable. You're also going to find out whether you find yourself hoping that your intended will change after you're married or living together because don't count on it. You have more chances of a pig flying. Also, you want to ask yourself if you fear that your intended will cause you harm. Find out if he or she feels that he can't be happy unless you're married. Ask if your intended usually reaches the goals that he or she sets. Find out if jealousy or suspiciousness has created problems in his or her past relationships. Also check out whether your intended is too possessive or clingy. See if he or she only feels happy when you're together. And find out also if your intended feels that he or she can't live without you. And if he feels this way, you're dealing with a dependent type who's going to want to be nursed by you and you want to be careful of chronically chapped nipples, right? Now we're going to look at emotional communication. So you're looking for similar emotional communication styles and a relatively similar level of skills. So your intended needs to know what he or she thinks and feels and is willing to share this information with you. This is an ideal for all of us. Find out if your intended is willing to listen and understand when you want to talk over something that's bothering you you feel you can depend on each other when emotional support is needed? Do your feelings for each other grow stronger each day? Find out if your intended has a hard time understanding how you feel and see if one or both of you often wonders what the other person is thinking or feeling and find out if your intended is capable of being responsive to your needs and whether your intended feels that you are responsive to his or hers. And then we want to look at problem solving. So you're looking for a willingness to solve problems with you. Do you fear that one of you values keeping peace at any price while the other does not? Find out the way one or both of your families solve problems. And could that way negatively affect how you solve problems? Do you fight more often than one one or both of you would like? And when you disagree, can you resolve your conflict right away? After a fight, does one or both of you stay angry with the other person for days? And this isn't good. Remember, the ideal is to deal in the moment and let it go. Find out how you both behave when you're angry with each other. Do either of you verbally abuse and call the other names? And if you said yes, you're headed for a rocky road and both of you need to learn my conflict resolution techniques which are detailed in another one of the tests in the toolkit, your your personality profile. And also, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye goes into great detail in my book. You wanna find out if either or both of you try to win when you fight. Remember, if you win, (coughs) you lose. Do you feel that you'd like your intended to change how he or she handles angry feelings? Does your intended wanna change how you handle yours? You need to find out early on whether your intended is willing to make the needed changes and vice versa. The first fight is a real good litmus test. After a conflict, see if you both are able to resolve your differences. Does your intended get even with you when he or she is angry? Pigbacks are one of the many fight traps, the dysfunctional fighting tactics that create more conflict in the long run. I go into all the fight traps and kiss your fights goodbye. Um, does your intended feel that you get even with him or her when you're angry? And if your intended does feel this way about you, then you need to commit to identifying and eliminating all those fight traps that you use and replace them with healthy conflict resolution skills. Fully outlined in your personality profile, which is in the Dr. Love's Toolkit and in Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. Find out if one or both of you avoids discussing your disagreements. And if you do, trouble is waiting for you both. Learn my conflict resolution skills ASAP. And find out if one or both of you is concerned that one factor children, money, sex, work may create conflicts for you. Now we want to look at respect. Mutual respect is vital. And to find out if respect exists between you, you want to observe how your intended treats you. Does he or she make you feel respected? Does your intended feel that you respect him or her? Do you secretly disrespect your intended from, for his or her past actions? And does he or she disrespect you for your past actions? And now we also want to look at commitment. You're looking for a similar desire for uh, for commitment or lack thereof. Does your intended worry that you are the wrong person for him or her? Do you worry about this yourself? Does your intended feel that having a wedding is too much of a production? Do you agree on this point? Does your intended feel that having a wedding? Oh, yeah, I said that. Does um, either of you worry that your love won't stand the test of time? Biggie. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with your intended? And does he or she feel the same? Do you feel that your intended has cold feet when it comes to making a commitment? And have you loved each other for more than six months? Because after six months, you can be fairly, fairly sure that you're in love as opposed to only being in lust. Now, you also want to have critical questions to look at your intimacy. You want similar intimacy needs. See if, if you both agree on how much time you both need to spend alone. Find out if your intended pulls away from you more than you're comfortable with. And find out if your intended feels that you pull away from him or her too often. And find out if either of you feels that the other person puts work, family, other friends, sports, TV watching, or outside interests ahead of the relationship. Find out if there are certain issues that your intended intended insists on keeping a secret. Are you all right with this? Do you have issues that you won't discuss with him or her? Is your intended all right with that? and find out if you both respect each other's desire to perform individual activities and to spend time alone. And now we want to look at sex. And you're looking for a high level of similarity in terms of your tastes and level of desire. Now, this is a tricky one to ask questions about because generally people don't find out about this till they're already in the sack. And like I said, when you're already having sex, your brain largely goes out to lunch. So if you can Somehow find out about your sexual compatibility through these questions before you're deep in the deep end. That would be a good thing. Find out if you can talk about your sexual fears, preferences, likes, and dislikes. Ask if you're in agreement on the type of birth control you use or will use. Find out if either of you is concerned about the other person's previous sexual experiences. Find out if you're both satisfied with your sex life and do you argue about sex. Does one or both of you worry that a past sexual relationship could negatively affect this relationship? Do you agree on the amount of sex that you have? How many times per day, week, month, and so on? Do you agree on the type of sex you'll have, the positions? Does one of you want to wait to have sex and is this all right? Does one of you not want to have sex prior to marriage? And is this acceptable to you both? Find out if you both agree on how much you want to experiment with various sexual practices and positions. Find out if you both agree on whether or not you will be sexually faithful to each other and ask yourself if you're concerned that one or both of you will use sex to control the other. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with some more critical questions to ask before you get too close.
0: (music) Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group, as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit askdoctorlove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at askdoctorlove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? Want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call because the best prices are not online. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner. Call today and get the best price on your next flight, guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf if your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one the reason is simple we're not meant to be separated from those we love and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief but reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance as a gift to her listeners dr turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues if you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting Visit drjamieturndorff.com slash grief relief to schedule your session. But don't wait, space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorff.com slash grief relief to find out more. And now, back to Dr.
1: say Hello again, and welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. And I'm sharing with you the critical questions that you need to ask before you get close. And we're coming into the home stretch now. The next series of questions you want to check out are your life changes. You want to be similar in your willingness to embrace life changes. So you want to ask questions to find out if you both are similar in your desire to have your relationship grow and evolve over time. And you also want to figure out whether you have the sense that your intended partner is going to be willing to grow with you. Does your intended feel that you're willing to grow with him or her? And you also want to look at leisure. you You want to have similar leisure interests and habits. If you don't share the same interests, you at least want to be comfortable with each other's leisure activities. So see if you're comfortable with your intended choice of hobbies or recreational activities and find out if he or she is comfortable with yours. Find out if you both enjoy many of the same hobbies and recreational activities and discuss whether you both agree on whether you're going to share your hobbies and find out if you both spend a similar amount of time each day or week on leisure activities. See if you both agree on how you like to spend time off and weekends and find out if you both enjoy the same type of vacationing, camping, cruises, and so on. Find out if you both agree on how much time you will vacation each year and whether you will vacation alone or with family, something people don't think to ask, right? And then you want to look at your decision making. You want to be as similar as possible in the way you address your decision making. So find out if you're both willing to seek the other person's input before making decisions that will affect you both. And find out if you agree or feel sure that you can agree on the surroundings, where you will live, location, neighborhood, house, or apartment. And then last but not least, we want to look at the life goals. So you're looking for similar life goals. You want to find out if you agree on your future goals and ambitions. And then you want to check out blended families. This is for second time around couples. You want answers to, you want to answer everything that applies to you. Like, do you feel comfortable with your intended disciplining your children? Is your intended comfortable when you discipline his children? Do you agree on what furnishings and possessions each of you are going to bring to your new home? Do you both agree on the extent to which you allow children from the first relationships or marriages to come ahead of your relationship? Have you discussed with your children some of the changes that your relationship will mean in their lives and is everyone comfortable with the changes? And you want to find out if either of you is concerned that a previous spouse or lover or memories of a previous spouse or lover will cause problems in your relationship. And that's it. Now, if you feel like you have to rush out and buy a high-intensity interrogation lamp and a few torture tools to get your intended to talk, just chill, right? This list took a long time for me to go over And a lasting relationship takes even more time to develop. So you needn't be in a hurry to fill in all the blanks. Just be aware of the issues and let the discussion of them come up easily and naturally. And of course, I don't expect you to have uh, memorized everything that I said here today. So you can go to AskDrLove.com into the store, Dr. Love's Toolkit, and it's right there in the store for a nominal amount of money, you'll be able to assess- um, Uh, your relationship in every way. And you'll also have access to these critical questions. So let me give you a couple of tweets to drive home the messages. Um, Has fate delivered your mate or just some shark bait? You can learn to interview a potential mate and not great on his or her nerves. He or she is not a steak that you're grilling. Use my critical questions before you're willing. Questions can be a bitter pill if they aren't delivered with skill. And keep a potential mate on ice until you've given her or him the once over, once or twice. There's a lot at stake, but don't grill him or her like a steak. Use the critical questions and create a mate guide to qualify a potential mate. And don't let your heart get torn apart. All right. So let me get to, it looks like I'm only going to have time for one question but let's get to it. Is my husband cheating? Hello, Dr. Love. During the past week, there has been suspicious activity with social media between my husband and another woman in a town 30 miles away. We have farm animals and he gets very angry if I don't want to go to the auctions or out to eat, etc. Well, now he's making a trip to pick up animals in the town this woman lives in and got angry when I said I was going to ride along. Is this a clear sign he's cheating? Wow. So I can understand why you're suspicious, because normally he wants you to go to the auctions and out to dinner, and this time he's angry that you want to ride along. It's very likely that he's felt hurt by your refusals to go with him. He may have pulled away from you and begun looking for someone else to give him attention. Enter the woman he's texting who happens to live in the same town as the animals who were auctioned. If you want this marriage, which I think you do, rather than attack him head on with your cheating suspicions, I suggest you invite your husband to talk with you about his disappointment in you for not going with him to auctions and dinner. If he feels heard and understood and you make an effort to show him that you care about his needs and actually respond to his needs for your attention and company, you may not be too late to abort an affair before it blossoms into a flame that could torch your marriage to smithereens. So the idea is to treat the the potential cheating as a nonverbal communication, which invariably it is in all cases. The message to the cheatee is, screw you, you aren't meeting my needs, I'll go elsewhere. When feelings are put into words, they don't need to be expressed through nonverbal screw you behaviors. So the way forward is to open a conversation in which you invite the other person to voice his or her disappointment in you. And to do this, you have to have the emotional strength to take the blame on yourself. So here's how you do this. You could start by saying, I think I have been neglecting you lately. You've asked me to go to auctions and out to dinner, and I've declined more than once. I sense that you've been pulling away from me, and I wonder if your reaction is because you felt that I'm not interested in you. Lean back and let him talk. Invite him to voice his disappointments. Listen understand and don't defend yourself. And if you do this right, and you change what you are doing that makes him feel neglected, you will rekindle his feelings for you and abort the affair before it gets off the ground. See what I mean? You know, this is um, really important. Be willing to take the onus on yourself to get the other person to talk and say how he or she feels. All right. Let's see if I can jump in and get one more question. Dear Dr. Love, this one's um, entitled Getting Counseling. In less than a month, my boyfriend and I will be celebrating our fifth anniversary, but right now I'm having problems with him. Yesterday, I opened his Facebook and read his conversations with his female friends, three different conversations. I know I'm invading his privacy, but for four years, I'm still complaining about this problem to him. I know they were just talking about stuff, saying hi and hello, and I don't want to give meaning to that, but I get jealous easily. The fact that he's always the first one to PM them, I really got jealous because I refrained from talking to other boys for he prohibited prohibited me to talk to them, and so I did. But then why is he doing what he doesn't want me to do? Isn't that unfair? I love him, but it hurts me. I've tried to talk to him about this previously, but he always says, they're my friends. What do you want me to do? Avoid them? Every time we argue and fight, he always has his reasons and explanations, leaving me the bad one. Well, I always feel like I'm the bad one when he starts talking. Now, I don't know how... I can tell him this without us fighting. I don't know what to tell him. I need your advice. He's my first boyfriend, by the way. Thanks in advance. Okay, so look, I get the scoop. Your boyfriend's running a big time number on you. It's called don't do as I do, do as I say. It's fine for him to have friends of the opposite sex, but not for you. Who died and left him the rule maker. The problem here rests with you. You have consented to be in a relationship with a man who demands that you consent to his rules, rules that he doesn't follow himself. You are allowing him to talk you out of your thoughts and feelings, and you are allowing him to make you into the bad one. Nobody can put you in this position if you aren't willing to be put there. So why would you have chosen to stay with a guy like this? I suspect you're trying to work out a problem you suffered with one of your parents, and I suspect that your parent was bossy and controlling and always told you what to do, and most likely your parent wouldn't hear how you felt and also made you feel wrong. Your unconscious mind has recreated this type of relationship so that you could work it out and finally feel strong and empowered in the face of a powerful bully, but the only way for you to feel empowered is for you to empower yourself. When you do this, you're going to heal your childhood wound. If you keep allowing yourself to be bossed around, you're never going to heal your wound and you're going to always make the wound worse and worse by reinforcing it. So now you're in an established relationship with a boyfriend who acts like a parent, and instead of empowering yourself with him, you're repeating the injury of your childhood by continuing to behave like a powerless kid. And each time you fight with him on the topic, you're merely rattling the cage of your prison, nothing more. So paradoxically, what you need to do to change the situation is the very thing that you need in order to heal your wound. Heal yourself and you will heal this impasse. So what I'm talking about is a radical change within yourself. The radical radical change comes from endorsing yourself, your feelings, your truth, and your bottom line. This means you stop fighting, pleading, and arguing, and instead you simply empower yourself as an adult, stating your non-negotiable position. In order to heal yourself, and resolve this power struggle, you have to be willing to go for broke, even if it means losing the relationship. He has to feel that you are not kidding, you won't be under his rule, and you won't live under this double standard any longer. When you take this stand, one of two things is gonna happen. He's either gonna relent and stop dictating the terms, or he will show himself to be too married to being top dog and making the rules, in which case he won't be able to shift with you. And if the latter outcome occurs, that's okay. But you still have to retain your power by choosing whether you want to continue being with this kind of man in this kind of relationship. And if you choose to stay, then you have to accept being in the subservient role forever. And if you accept this, then you won't bring the issue up again. You'll accept that he's the boss and it has to be his way. And I can hear you saying, well, hell no, I'm not accepting this BS forever. And if you feel this way, make the choice to set your limit, come what may. There's healing and power in the choice. And you will soon see Once you empower yourself to be the adult who decides what she will and won't tolerate, you will no longer feel like a powerless child. And I can assure you that as you do this healing, you won't wish to choose subservience. Either way, you decide. Let me know how you make out. All right, everybody. It was a pleasure to be with you again this week. Write me at the uh, Ask Dr. Love website. Tell me what you need. And I'll try to create shows that speak to your wishes. See you next time on Ask Dr. Love. Next
0: time. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at askdrlove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times.